Listening to State of the Arts, a show about the arts, theater, and creatives in and around the Philippines. Located in the upcoming Circuit Performing Arts Theater in Circuit Makati, Makati's culture and entertainment district where something amazing is always on. On each episode, we invite industry leaders, arts practitioners, and audience members to talk about current events that shape and further the arts in the country. My name is Christopher. Together, let's talk art. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of State of the Arts. I hope everybody's doing well, staying safe, and having a wonderful day. I'm very excited about today's episode. With the health crisis finally becoming apparent, performing arts venues and artists were the first ones asked to close and will more than likely be the last ones called to open. As a result, artists went online to continue creating and sharing their art. This then opened the doors to more conversations and debates on what they own and what they don't. Today, we wanted to have a short refresher on the nature of copyright amidst a proliferation of online content. And who better to talk to than our esteemed guests? I'm honored to speak with somebody who's been an active advocate for artists' rights as well as protection of their work. In addition, he's busy furthering law education and professionalization around the country. Please join me in welcoming the current Dean of Graduate School of Law of San Sebastian College, Manila, Dean Rodel Taton. Welcome to the show, Dean Rodell. Hi, Chris. It's good to be in your show. Thank you so much. How have you been doing? How is quarantine life treating you? Well, it's quite busy right now, especially with the school opening and also doing some advocacy work for like the intellectual property rights and also with the law office. Yeah, but I'm still gotcha. doing good. Thank you so much again for joining me for this episode. I know you've been very busy, and I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. As you know, because performing spaces have been closed, artists turn to the World Wide Web to share everything. I think it is important to remind our listeners some of the vital information they need to know to protect themselves and the work they put out there. But before we proceed in discussing all of that, I wanted our listeners to briefly learn about you and your background. How did you end up where you currently are professionally? Oh, well, um, currently I am part of San Sebastian College for Coletos, Manila, and I am handling the Master of Laws program of San Sebastian while I'm also teaching in the College of Law and also in the College of Law of University of Santo Tomas and, and Polytechnic University of the Philippines. While, while I am also the, the lawyer for intellectual property of the Cultural Center of the Philippines and currently advocating also for copyright in the academe and and just there. I'm currently doing private practice of law as well. Well, you, you're a very busy man. Have you always wanted to be a lawyer growing up? Um, not exactly, except that I wanted to listen to debates and even listening to commentaries in the radio before until I finished political science in UP and and I said I I have I have no other plans after college so I just took up law and so I became I a lawyer and that's my first job right 
Andy, you'd mentioned about your law firm. Uh, does your firm specialize in any particular area? Mm, not really. We are in a general practice. While we do uh -huh. much about civil law, criminal law, and currently um, intellectual property is one of the additional specializations in our office. And there, um, other than my other advocacies like alternative dispute resolution and and international law, which is the subject I am teaching also. Got it. And I, I've read, uh, uh, doing my short research about you, I've uh, learned you and I've read so, I, well, I, I did a little. So I was gonna say, what is about graduates, graduate school law education that you are passionate about? Well, yeah, currently I am, handling the Master of Laws of San Sebastian. And we have we have like six other programs in the entire country. So we have partnerships uh -huh. with other law schools in the Philippines and we are offering to them Master of Laws program where our students are lawyers, prosecutors, some of them are, are judges. And it's quite interesting to be dealing with lawyers this time as as students and you know this professional students professional learners are very interesting and and what is also good about the the master of laws program that we have is that we go out to the provinces except this time where covid really affected our program but still the program goes on at least uh, this time it's online though I see. I see. Well, congratulations again on all your success. And I wanted to say, well, moving you. on to our, you're very welcome. Moving on to our topic at hand, copyright and artists. Why is this important? This is really very important for artists. And we always remind artists and even not only artists, but all of those involved in the creative industry, even in the school, even in the academe right now, the works that we do or the creative side that we do are protected. And we have to remember that works are protected by the sole fact of their creation, irrespective of their mode or form of expression, as well as of their content, quality, and purpose. And, and especially in the arts where, where, mm -hmm. where persons are really doing creative work, like writing, dance, um, plays, film, music, and painting, and, and many others. I see. And they are protected those, from the moment of creation. Gotcha. And for those that are not as familiar, when we talk about copyright, what exactly are we referring to? Well, copyright has as many dimensions. And if we're asking for, for coverage, well, uh, it protects literary works such as books, pamphlets, articles, other writings, dramatic and dramatical musical compositions, choreographic works, or entertainment in dumb shows. Uh, and all of these are enumerated in the Intellectual Property Code of the Philippines. And mm -hmm. there are many others like musical compositions, artistic works such as drawings, painting, architecture, sculpture, engraving and other forms of expression such as sound recordings and other audiovisual works cinematographic works and television broadcasts 
even illustrations, advertisements, and other literary, scholarly, scientific, and artistic works, which are not included in in some definitions under the law. And and there are there are many laws that that protect this um, internationally, and of course, the intellectual property code of the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And, and Dean Rodel, from the context of artists and performers, does the concept of copyright change when they are transferring their work, say, from stage to online? Well, it, it doesn't. It doesn't change. I, as I said earlier, works are protected from the very act of its creation. So, if it was, mm-hmm. if it was intended for the stage, and this time it was being it is being presented digitally for instance like works of uh, artists in the ccp and they have a and it is being shown right now in for instance i want tv or other or other stations or mm-hmm. just in youtube or facebook i mean the the very act of showing this publicly or or communicating this to the public protects the copyright from the moment of its creation, irrespective of, of as you said, irrespective of the mode or form of, of its expression, of communication, of telling the public about your, your work. I see. I think that's a very important information for everybody to know. With everything that we just briefly had said right now, why do you think the idea of copyright seems to be a complicated matter that people tend to not give it as much thought? Well, especially in the Philippines. In the Philippines, we have, while we have laws, we have, in fact, we have we have new laws also, especially those affecting digital works. And with the with the recent COVID, um, I mean, pandemic um, changes. Also, there are policies developed through through this through, through this time. And I think the problem in the Philippines is that we have we have probably um, something to look into our culture from the very start, uh, unlike in the other jurisdictions where prior to, um, I mean, prior to the books or recording, the Filipino, the, the Filipino culture is based, uh, I mean, oral in nature. So there, there are maybe no evidence of the existence of some, some some work except of course paintings and others like like for instance dance uh, i mean dance in itself if not properly recorded if not properly documented may simply may may simply remain as an idea which which cannot see. be yeah which which cannot be Protected. subject to copyright yes I see. there I must see. be an expression that makes to a that, lot of that. I see. Yes. That makes so much sense. Well, do you say then uh, that it is very important then for artists and creators to know the concept of copyright or at the very least have a basic understanding of what copyright is? I think it is very important for for artists particularly to know about, about their rights, about their work, about their expressions, and about the creations that they can still create for for purposes of of their own personal protection and the works and their their families later on because we have to remember that that a copyrighted work can still exist even after the death of, of a person 
like 50 years after the mm. death of a person. I see. So when you are an artist, is it automatic to say that you own all of your works? Well, it depends upon, well, it depends upon the work and it depends upon, upon any arrangement that you had in accordance with the preparation or creation of your work. Because there are certain works which are collaborative, other works are, are commissioned, for instance, like a painting. A painter is commissioned by a particular person. And if it's a commissioned work, there can be a, a, an agreement to that, that, that copyright will go to the person who commissioned the work and will not go to the person who, who, who was commissioned to, to do that particular artwork, for instance. And if it's a if it's a government, if it's a government, um, uh, if you're a government employee and you're doing something in relation to the work that you're you're performing and you created the particular copyrightable material, then it can be that it can belong to the government of the Philippines, and I there see. are actually rules for that. And in terms of of ownership, you you are um, you have your economic rights and you have your moral rights. But as to your question of who owns gotcha. who owns the copyright, so the owner of the copyright is the author or creator. Except for, of course, as I said earlier, if an employee works, for instance, um, for a person, then then the, the owner of the copyright may be the employer. So it depends on the, the agreement. That is why I am always telling the artists to to look into the agreements they they have with the persons who are commissioning them or persons who, who employ them or persons who they have an agreement with. I see. So in... in... In respect of copyright laws or rules, in essence, ownership is transferable. There, there are, yes, it can be assigned or it can be transferred because it is a personal right. So a, a person may assign or may transfer the work that he has. Mm. But is it also still possible that while I say I am commissioned, I'm a choreographer and I'm commissioned to do an original work on a company, is it still possible that there I sign an agreement that I still retain ownership of the work despite it being commissioned? Yes, of course. That is the right of the, the artist. And, and that's why artists should be informed of their rights so that when they're making any arrangements or agreements, they know what particular provisions they should be conscious about. And there may be instances where you only assign the economic rights, but the moral rights to be attributed to this particular work is retained by, by, by you as, as a choreographer, especially for the dance, for instance. And you may assign the economic aspect, but you may retain the moral aspect of that, meaning to say that you... I have the right to be attributed to this particular work. I see. That's great info. Um, 
because uh, as I had mentioned earlier, because of the pandemic and everybody's just putting all of their work online, what then, um, how do I phrase this? What of my works are protected and what are not? So when does my work put on the internet be become public domain? And when does it not become owned by everybody in essence? It might okay. be a stupid question, it, but <laughs> no, it's 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 a it's a it's a reality-based question actually, and some of the artists okay. would really ask that. So when you say that it goes to public domain, these are uh, we when we say public domain, this this is the aspect where 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 artwork or 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 particular particular creation. It's not anymore subject to to copyright. Mean to say that it goes to to public public to the public without any without any infringement to be committed by the person who will use that. So we have, as I mentioned earlier, for instance, the copyright of the work is protected during the lifetime of the creator or the owner. Plus. 50 years after his or her death and after 50 years of the after 50 years after the death of the person then the work goes to the work goes to public domain and there can mm. be no copyright infringement if if that if if that will be used by another person i see I well, see. So, uh, and, and also it depends which jurisdiction, because there are jurisdictions where it, there is 75 years after the death. So in the Philippines, um, so far the existing law is 50 years, but there are, there are changes that are, being, that are being implemented. I mean, that are being uh, looked into to increase the number of years for, for protection. I see. So... Just a just just a follow up to that statement you just did. So if if you are a user or um, an arts and entertainment consumer, what is what are the things that you should know firsthand before you are able to use another work? Well, first you have to to look into the source of the work. So if it is directly to from the owner, so you can directly ask whether you can use that or or not. But if you have seen that online, for instance, if you have copied something online, so you must look into the source. So if you're using pictures, for instance, pictures or photographs are copyrighted materials also. So like if you Google that, you can you can check if it is protected or, or not. So you may have an advanced search and, and do the, the checking. And it's always advisable for the consumers actually to look into the materials being used, especially that many materials that you can see in YouTube, for instance, or even in Facebook sometimes, these are copyrightable, copyrighted materials. So even if you're in TikTok, for instance, there are, there are items there that you have to be conscious about, like the music, like in in the in other applications actually 
there there can be questions on the illegal use or 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 infringement of the works of others but you know you have mm. to remember also that there are exceptions like if it is for personal use or if it is for educational use so persons may, may use photographs or, or or music for educational purpose personal use and other known exceptions under the law i see uh, Dean Rodell, has there been any circumstances or situations where, say, a particular work is still within the 50 years that you had mentioned and technically speaking is still, it is not yet considered public domain, but nobody can determine who owns the copyright? How, how do you deal with that situation? So if if it is an anonymous work, there are there are also rules on on anonymous works. So if you cannot identify the 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 real owner of of the particular for of a particular artwork, so um, the for instance for anonymous or pseudonymous works, the publishers of this work mm-hmm. shall own the the copyright as they represent these authors. Unless, of course, the contrary appears, or unless the author is uh, the author's identity is well known, or the author discloses his identity, so so it, it still depends. So that's why we always advise the consumers or persons using the work of another to to really look into this, and the best way always is to to check whether you are within the exceptions under the law, or and the best way, of course, is to to ask permission from the owner if you know the owner. Gotcha. So it's not automatic that say you are creating a YouTube content and you're using the music of Beethoven. And just because Beethoven has been deceased for hundreds of years, uh, it's not automatic that all of his works will be for free because a publishing house or um, a firm might be owning his works. So you need to get their permission or pay for it. Yes, and and I think there are there are mechanisms for that and and YouTube has a policy also especially in the use of music. So the consumers can look into the the policy of 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 the the application or the or the site where they where they will be getting the particular work of art like music and check if it is licensed or not and seek the licensing if 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 that is necessary i see i see you know um, copyright talks a lot about originality how do you define this within the artist's perspective well the originality is is always dependent on on the expression put into by by a particular artist in, in the work or in the product. So you have to you have to think and remember that there are there are um, items which cannot be subject of, of, of copyright like ideas like like a a TV show format for instance there is a there is a a, a case on that which states that that if it is a mere idea you you cannot you, you cannot have it copyrighted 
I see. So it has to be a fully fleshed out product. Is that like a layman's term of saying that before a work can be copyrighted or protected? So it so remember that creativity is dependent on on the on the view of the author or the creator. Like like drawing something like like a line with the with two periods above the line, mm-hmm. for instance, can be an artist's interpretation of something and and that is that is an art that can be considered an art. So mm-hmm. we we have to I mean we have to to look at it in the creative aspect. And I mean the the originality, the the owners or the authors take on that particular particular creative work is is always subject to interpretation. And but sure originality and we have to remember also that there are derivative works so so like in music ah. especially in the performing arts aspect there there are derivative works which which can be given um which will be entitled to or can have a treatment of of an original original creation also I see. And, and and that is actually my follow-up questions. I was going to ask you to help our listeners be educated on the difference between original and derivative works. So in essence, what you just said is that, say, derivative works will not per se being original, but because it is a original take on the existing material is still a protected body of work. That that is correct you can that is still that is still to be protected i mean it you can have you can have the the exact rights that 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 are entitled to the original source of of that derivative work oh, that's very interesting and speaking of that um do you have any thoughts on the recent controversy involving the Yuchi successful Angholing El Bimbo musical. Yeah, I I heard about I heard about that, and if I'm not mistaken, I think there was a a contest that that this particular winner I, I, right somehow um, um, use um, the same works that the musical did, yeah, the same which work is. And arrangement. Um, Right, right. So I think, how do you protect yourself? Um, is it is it enough to say you were inspired by a work? Because I think that was the controversy behind that. <laughs> yes, um, I think it's not simply about inspiration. It's not simply about being being so enticed by that particular work that you wanted a, a replica of that and. And the same is is uh, is subject to scrutiny. So I think we have to remind our, our listeners as to the the questions to consider to avoid copyright infringement. So maybe I can mm-hmm. I can enumerate some of them. Like is the material protected by copyright? So if you're using a music that is originally copyrighted material, then that is already a question to be answered. So is the use of mm-hmm. the material substantial? So, 
or are there differences? Or if it's substantial, we have to remember that substantiality or the substance of the use of the existing copyrighted material can be dependent on the circumstances also. And number three would be, is there a permission in the form of a license? Like, like is it from the open access or, or from digit, the, the digital licensing or from the Creative Commons? Or is it allowed um, exception under the law, like fair use, educational purpose, or personal use? Or last, the last and always the best question to be answered by, by the user should be, is there a need for copyright clearance? If the always and the uh, safest way is to get that clearance, if you're if you cannot answer the previous questions, <laughs> yes. I see. I see. Dean Rodell, because of the pandemic, everybody is essentially using the World Wide Web, the internet, as a platform to express their art, and because of this because everybody's putting one's work online the next thing that automatically comes up is piracy in a nutshell what is piracy well piracy is i think it's very basic that oh wait wait for a while i'm looking at the definition of 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 the laws particularly on on piracy so that i'll have an exact (laughs) exact definition so basically, if, if you are, I can find it, but if you are using somebody's work, then, and it is using computer, or if it is from online, then that is already considered as piracy, or it's it's similar to intellectual property infringement. I see. I see. And why do you think online content makes itself much more vulnerable to piracy? Well, online, just like like streaming device, streaming devices and others, like that there is especially this of uh, this pandemic. Like for instance, this this movie. Um, I am trying to remember the movie. Um, it's a Cinemalaya movie. Um, and there were instances. Oh, I've heard. I've I've heard about that. Is it the the one with the boys? Yeah. I, um, I I read that in the news. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the title, but but this is with the. Um, we might not be able to mention the title just yeah. because I think the titles are rated. <laughs> yeah. And right. And there. Are we talking about the same film? Yes. Yes, and and I think actually some like in like in CCP we have come out with we have uh, published something about the about the matter and we they have uh-huh. released something about protection of 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 rights online. So that's why for CCP, for instance, I can only, I can speak for CCP. I mean, sure. based on experience there, I mean, without revealing anything further, but. Uh, that is why they have been very strict also about even the use of the 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 artwork that they have in their in their mm-hmm. uh, in their file before sharing it to the the public online they have to secure licenses from from the copyright owners so all of these 
they have to undergo a certain process where where consent is given by the copyright owners even though some of of these are are like resident companies already but they have to get some some arrangements particularly to protect um to protect the the copyrights so if you you were saying earlier about piracy and as i said it's copyright infringement and under the there is a definition in the in the particular case of NBI Microsoft Corporation versus Judy Wang uh, that states that infringement of copyright is like a trespass on a private domain owned and occupied by the copyright owner. That's a very good way and very visual way of putting it. So it's easier to understand. That's great. Dean Rodell, is is piracy more an economic or societal or cultural issue? I guess what I was trying to figure out, do people pirate because of economic needs or is it because just something fun to do? Well, in in film piracy or music piracy, I think economic is is one is one aspect of of piracy because because you know that that film or music are, are are the industries that are earning industries and are and are and can be considered as also vital in our economy because it creates a a, a cultural awareness and something and and so the the pirates are earning from from this piracy or infringement that they that they do and 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 clear disregard of the rights of, let's say, filmmakers, actors, and those persons behind the films or the music. I see. What what do what do the general public perhaps are failing to understand that when they are participating in piracy or when they are pirating a particular work how, how how does it hurt the overall artistic and creative ecosystem that surrounds that work yes in in so doing a person without the consent of the copyright owner abuses the rights of of that particular copyright owner or of the artists and all the persons behind a particular artwork for instance and it is an abuse of right under and as described under the law which gives a, a an action or actionable right against against these persons committing violations and i think in the in the cultural and in and artists perspectives this this is a disregard of their work and disrespect of their intellectual creation and Overall, in the society, I think it's it impacts on our ability to to encourage um, cre- uh, intellectual creation or um, I see or exercise of of um, creative work. Yes. I see. I see. And then, having said that, what are some of the ways we can help discourage piracy? course um, we have to we have to help by number one not not practicing piracy or not supporting any act of piracy we should 
support or buy something that is original or we should ask something or we should ask for licensing if licensing is necessary and even if it's for educational use or personal use it's always good to 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 look into the copyright aspects of of a particular work that you're using and and there are there are so many ways by by also um, reporting like if you have seen a a a use of a copyrighted work in Facebook or in YouTube mm-hmm. or any other applications maybe by by reporting to the proper authorities or to the to the owners of this copyrightable work or copyrighted work that or there we are contributing also to to the the prevention of of the commission of this of this particular um, piracy offense. I see. I see. You know, Dean Rudell, moving forward, it seems like online content is going to be as much of a factor for arts and art, arts and entertainment. Um, what is the best way to encourage artists to keep on creating is there is there a way for them to quickly seek remedy without going through say all the expense and backlog of protecting their work um i think the 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 artists or the I actually didn't get the initial part of your question, sorry. Um, but I think there no, are many fine. ways. Yeah. Yeah. I w- I was just gonna say, how do we encourage artists to keep on creating and and yeah. not be um or remedies that you mentioned about remedies yes, earlier. Yes. If it was fat, how can they protect their rights immediately? So of course. We really have to encourage our, our artists by by supporting many of their works so that they'll be they will be encouraged to do and give more content and and I know that the artists have different are, have different takes on on a particular work but uh, our our use of their original work or purchases of their of their um, of of their um, copyrighted items i mean online or by subscribing to them that is where we can also encourage the creative aspects of of uh, of artists to 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 put life further in in the arts and to tell them also that that we have a very strong intellectual property law that can help them and if they particularly know a person or, or a group of persons who are using their work illegally. So there are many ways to protect to protect themselves and just go to the proper authorities or, or persons to advocate for 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 their rights like like state of the arts PH maybe we can also assist them in furthering um, furthering their complaints to the proper authorities like NBI or Intellectual Property Office of the Philippines or even reporting to the Cybercrime Division of the Philippine National Police or or the or the NBI. Yes. 
I see. I see. This has been very wonderful. I'm sure we could like spend so much more time talking about this, but I don't want to keep you here forever. So thank you so much, Dean Rodell, for again coming in. But before I let you go, I've been asking this to all of our guests. What are you looking forward to the most once a sense of normalcy is back? Well, I it's like it's like freedom for all of us, freedom to do <laughs> to do what we want, freedom to to watch whatever we wanted outside and the the theaters in in the even museums or of course to to dine out with friends and to enjoy right right well i think that is all the time we have for today thank you so much for joining us and giving us a very important lesson and one that is certainly needed right now i'm sure we can spend as i said so much more time discussing all of these but i feel this has been a great primer it's been very educational and i've enjoyed it tremendously thank you so so much for listeners who are interested in asking some follow-up questions please leave them in the comment section we'll try to send this to the office of dean rodell and get back to you Thank you, sir. I hope to see you very soon. Thank you very much, Chris, for making me part of your show here. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite channels. State of the Arts is a weekly podcast and it's available on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. We're also on Facebook and Twitter with the handle at State of the Arts PH. Share with your friends, family, and fellow arts aficionados and help us get the word out. For the latest news, including construction timeline and updates on Circuit Performing Arts Theater, follow our sponsor affiliate Facebook and Instagram pages, Circuit Makati and Make It Makati. Thank you for joining me today. Till next time.